Hey guys, welcome to, what is today? Is it Wednesday? My God, the time flies. The time flies. I am dressed down for you guys. I did this on purpose. Uh, no, mostly it's because I've had a bum ankle all week long. I don't know what caused the gout to flare up this time. I don't know what. I take my medicine every day. I do all the right stuff. I eat all the right stuff. But last week I had a little extra of the uh, Reposado, a little extra of the 1942 Don Julio, and I think that might be what kicked it in. Little bit, yeah, yeah, I try to drink the clear tequila, a little bit of the brown. I think I, there's a little too much of the brown in the Reposado got me. Uh, but thank God for Toradol. Uh, thank God for Toradol. Anyway, I'm walking. Actually, I actually have a shoe on but uh, and the white legs, but that's the way it goes. Uh, I'll be in Beaumont uh, at the Jefferson Theater. Zach Rushing and I will be there Saturday night. Get your tickets. There's still some available. Uh, come hang out with us. And then I've got shows coming up in Tomball, Texas, at Main Street Crossing, and also back in Fredericksburg at the Rockbox Theater. That's coming up uh, after the 4th of July. So uh, go to Chad Prather Live, check it out, and uh, chadpratherlive.com. All right, I want to read you a quote. This was one that was falsely attributed for many years to Alexander Solzhenitsyn, but he didn't say it. We don't know who said it. It's unknown, but it's so true. It says, The most terrifying force of death comes from the hands of men who wanted to be left alone. They try so very hard to mind their own business and provide for themselves and those they love. They resist every impulse to fight back, knowing the forced and permanent change of life that will come from it. They know that the moment they fight back, their lives are, as they have lived them, well, they're over. The moment the men who wanted to be left alone are forced to fight back, it is a form of suicide. They're literally killing off who they used to be, which is why when forced to take up violence, these men who wanted to be left alone fight with unholy vengeance against those who murdered their former lives. They fight with raw hate and a drive that cannot be fathomed by those who are merely play acting at politics and terror. True terror will arrive at these people's door and they will cry, scream and beg for mercy, but it will fall upon the deaf ears of the men who just wanted to be left alone. What a happy way to start off this episode. This, this reminds me of, uh, what's the Mel Gibson's movie, The Patriot? He didn't want anything to do with the Revolutionary War, but he got thrust into the middle of it. Uh, and, and if you haven't seen that movie in a while, um, God forbid you haven't seen the movie at all, you need to make haste and go watch it. Uh, by and large, I think Americans that have conservative values, okay, let's just throw that out there. If you tend to agree with me, what you really want in life is just to be left alone. You don't want governmental overreach. You don't want the many tyrannies that I list off all the time invading your life. Um, but that's the world we live in. The overreach is real. They've overstepped their bounds, and here we are. And I have people who will come to me every now and then talking about doing live shows. I'll have people who will come and they'll meet me at a show and they'll say, you know, I don't always agree with you on things. And I didn't know what to expect when I came to your live show, but they were like, we really enjoyed it. You know, we really had a good time. I was like, well, I, you know, my live shows are comedy shows. They're not there to pound you over the head with politics. But I often ask them, I say, what exactly is it that you disagree with me about? And they might list off something about women's rights, which is a euphemism for abortion, or they might uh you know talk about trump and and i said well really those are those are not the watershed issues in terms of 
what I truly think you disagree with me about. If I'm being honest, I think what it is is people have told you what to believe about me. Because, you know, somebody said something to me on social media the other day from a, a you know, a 50-second, 60-second reel that Brandon clipped off, and they wanted to argue with me. And I said, they said, why don't you do this and say this and talk about this? I was like, listen, I've done, what, 825 episodes of this show at The Blaze over the course of the last five years? That's thousands of hours of me running my mouth. How many of those shows in their full context have you actually watched? No, don't, don't judge me on a 50-second reel. Go watch the show. Go hear what we have to say here. The essence of what I try to explain to you guys on a daily basis is that at the end of the day, all we really care about, we just want to be left alone. We just want to be left alone. We want to be able to govern ourselves, govern our homes, govern our communities, our states. And to see our nation, you know, listen, Joe Biden's not coming to my house. Donald Trump's not coming to my house. Pick your candidate. They're not coming to hang out with me. They're not coming to, you know, the picnic on the 4th of July. They're in Washington, D.C. They're up in their elite bubble making their decisions based off of what the bureaucrats determine. And we've got to live with the consequences of that. But the problem is it's starting to encroach to the point where it's not only affecting us politically, the politics, as the late, great Andrew Breitbart said, the politics flows downstream from culture. This is a show, the Chad Prather show, this show is about culture. I want to point out to you consistently the things that will lead our culture to destruction. We're embracing some things that, you know, the old adage that says we've gotten so open-minded that our brains have fallen out. In some cases, we've gotten so utopia-driven or so, uh, you know, in our unicorn chasing, we've gotten ideologically um, into a fantasy world where we're so heavenly-minded that we're no earthly good, right? We have these ideas about how people are supposed to be uh, evolving into these, you know, accepting and inclusive creatures. And I just want to remind you guys that in, in 1914, when the men marched off to war in World War I, they were going with this great hope because they thought this was the war to end all wars. They were excited when they went to war. They'd, they'd never faced the horrors of war on the scale of what the technological uh, advancements that we had at that time. They'd never faced that in war as what they faced in World War I. They came back very scarred emotionally damaged it, it literally uh wiped uh, generations of men off of the of uh, off the earth france alone lost 10 million men males that's why that's why it was so easy for hitler to take over france in world war ii the escalation of world war ii there were no men to defend france anymore world war one had depleted them of the male population so the point is, they went with this optimism into war. In fact, the humanism at the time, there was a great practice, and you've heard me say this before, where it, it, they told people, they said, you know, kind of a self-help, self-motivating thing. Every morning, look in the mirror and 20 times, say, in every way, I'm sorry, every day and in every way, I'm getting better. That is the creed of the humanist, because it makes man into God. And they were had elevated humanism to the point of thinking, hey, we're getting better every day. And then World War I destroyed that paradigm. It destroyed that worldview. We have seen man's inhumanity to men. We have seen the atrocities of war, the murders of communism. We have seen the rise of Marxist socialism in our education. We have seen 
uh, gender ideologies, sexual ideologies, all of these things that really should not be on the forefront of our mind and certainly not on the forefront of the minds of our children. But yet we're dealing with this. This is further where we're having this overreach and it's just not leaving us alone. I would love to say that, yes, we are reaching some utopian state where everybody's accepting of everybody else and everybody wants to include everybody else and we just embrace diversity. But let me just tell you, people are people. And history tells us that people aren't designed to be that way. You look at others, you immediately judge them. Is that right? Well, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. It depends on the circumstance, but you do it. And you can't say you don't. You're sitting there. You come to my show and you say, well, I didn't know if I was going to like you or not. I didn't know if I was going to like this show. I didn't know what I was going to get. See, you've already judged me. You prejudged me. You are prejudiced. You walk, you go through the ghetto. You go through the poor neighborhoods. You go through the trailer park. You go down in the holler and you look around and, you know, they got everything from people sitting on the porch to people with their washer and dryer in the front yard where they got to mow around it. You know what you do? You judge that. You might laugh at it. You scoff at it. You say things like, how can people live like that? You know why? Because you're not as utopian as you thought you were. Is that bad? Is it good? It's neither one. It's human nature to be that way. And so there's these forces, if you will, that are out there. Again, narrative and ideologically driven that are reaching into your life and telling you how to believe and how to think and how to behave. And the reason you are feeling the angst inside of you to push back against that is because you just want to be left alone. It's okay for you to have your preconceived notions about the people around you. It's okay to do that. Now, is it okay to take that to a level where you want to express hate or, God forbid, even violence? No, that's not what I'm saying or even advocating for not even suggesting that what i'm saying though is it's okay to be different and it's okay to to be okay with being different you don't have to you don't have to please anybody there's language that's been now placed off limits certain words you can't say uh, it, the ridiculous that words are being um redefined it, 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 it affects everything we do in our society, how we communicate with one another, how we you know, promote one idea in my brain to get to you. I can't, I can't put it in your brain without language, but we're being shut off. I mean, just this morning, <laughs> tell you something silly, just this morning, my buddy Graham Allen, he texted me early, early this morning, and they had, they had suspended his Twitter account because he posted the video of the lady who said the other day had the Freudian slip where she said Trump needs to be shot. I mean, stopped. You see that clip, that deal? So he posted it and just put her quote up there. And so they, they suspended his Twitter account for quoting her. <laughs> just for quoting her. It wasn't his words. This, this is advocating for violence was the deal. That was the warning. I think he's managed to get his Twitter back up. But they also had blocked some of his Facebook and stuff. I think he's gotten it all back up. But that's the ridiculousness of it. You, you can't just say things. You can't quote other people. And you can't be left alone. Now, it's getting to a point. I'm going to get into some of this today. It's getting to a point where the people who want to be left alone are starting to get pissed off. And I pray that it never comes to a point where there is legitimately violence. But those people that want to be left alone, if you take away that life from them, you're in essence killing them. 
You're killing their soul. You're killing their spirit. You're taking away the things that they've worked hard to have. You're taking away their values. They're taking away, taking away their standards and the things that they've come to hold dear. You're taking away their stuff in a lot of cases. I mean, you realize right now in, in Britain, they're, they're literally, uh, they, they have about 12 suicides a week from farmers um, because they're taking their land. And there's no more dangerous a man than the guy who has nothing left to live for. So keep poking and prodding and putting your hands in the affairs of people that just want to be left alone, and you're going to find yourself quite literally screwed because eventually those people aren't going to take it anymore. So the message, in my opinion, of conservatism, I don't even like that word, but if you're going to, I don't like most anything with an ism on the end of it, including capitalism taken to an extreme. Anything with an ism, it tends to become a religion. So you got to be careful with that. So what I'm saying is, the essence, though, is to just say, I want to be, I want you to keep your hands out of my pockets and off my life, and I want to be left alone. But they just aren't learning that damn lesson. I'm going to show you some examples as we go forward. All right. Will Congress, will Congress continue to allow the U.S. to keep increasing this debt and destabilizing the U.S.'s position as a global economic leader? Yes, they are doing that. They're raising the debt ceiling and they are further devaluing the dollar and allowing the federal government to continue their policy of reckless spending. Well, Congress, uh, they are weak and they are making sure that this administration is fully in charge by uh, paving the way for continued reckless spending and further devaluation of the dollar as the national debt skyrockets. I want to know this. How are you protecting your savings? So in times like this, uh, it's a good reminder. You need to diversify a portion of your savings into gold, and you can do that with the help of Birch Gold. Here's the easiest way to do it. Birch Gold will help you convert your existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. So as Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa are all banding together against the dollar more and more, central banks are diversifying, and what they're doing is they're buying gold. So you need to do the same thing. Text CHAD, I spell it Chad, go to text it to the number 989898, and they'll send you a free info kit on gold. There's no obligation, just information. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers. Birch Gold can help protect your savings, too. Text Chad to 989898. Do it. Take action today. Chad, 989898. We'll be right back. Uh, Brandon and George are at the uh, at the helm driving us into this another region of insanity. Hey, uh, are you keeping up with the submarine thing? Oh, it's the only thing I've been following. Really? It's, it's remarkable. Yeah, they're so dead. Yeah. You know, when you got over 5,000 pounds per square inch on that sub, and I mean, that you're talking about like squishing a bug. Yeah. I mean, one little depressurization thing and pfft, that thing's flat. Yeah, and those people are gone. I mean, there's you know, and they said the reconnaissance aircraft said they heard a sound in that area underwater, which even if that thing comes to the surface, they can't extract themselves. Nope. From the sub. Nope. And that's a big ocean out there with a little tiny sub. Yeah, it is easily. This is like my most feared way to die. Yeah, it sucks, dude. Yeah. Well, I'm claustrophobic. I shouldn't yeah. say that to people because it gives them ammunition against me. <laughs> I don't like being in tight spaces. I mean, like, for their sake, I genuinely hope that the submarine flooded and they died instantly. 
Yeah, I mean, or a depressurization where it was just like, because it would be so instant. Yeah, because just being trapped 5,000 feet below sea level yeah. in a very, it, like the, something the size of a small bed, yeah. just waiting for the air to deplete, yeah. sounds horrific. That's horrific. I wouldn't ever get in that. I wouldn't, I would, I, I'm not going to go to a Disney ride or whatever when they used to do that leagues under the sea thing yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. not getting on that shit either i'm like listen i'm white but i'm not rent a submarine and go see the <laughs> titanic white like you know and, and these people i've got to feel for them i mean they're rich people who uh, you do these things are bound to happen are i they? mean jeff bezos keeps going up <laughs> in his penis rocket i'm like these things are tragedy is bound to happen yeah the, the irony is delicious though going to see the titanic and yeah. having your submarine break down going to look at the wreckage yeah. of the titanic well i'm yeah, don't disturb graveyards like i'm i'm a titanic buff and have been for a long time yeah but don't go disturbing graveyards don't go don't go they're not a i mean don't just leave it alone there's something <laughs> sacred about that it's weird you're like you're bringing that on yourself <laughs> And I mean, that is what, five miles deep? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. And I don't like being in the water anyway, but to be five miles deep in it, in a bathtub <sighs> with a lid? No. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> but no, that's, I mean, you're going to go quick right there. I mean, there's some there's weird stuff down there. We got a clip. They were talking about uh, how they didn't want to hire white men because they aren't inspiring. <laughs> We got a clip on that? Yeah, you want it? it? Yeah, I want to see it. One. Listen to what he talks about. The CEO talks about hiring people. Uh, Yes, I mean, when I started the business, one of the things you'll find, there are other sub-operators out there, but they they typically um, have... Uh, gentlemen who are ex-military submariners, and they you'll see a whole bunch of 50-year-old white guys. Um, I wanted our team to be younger, to be inspirational, and I'm not going to inspire a 16-year-old to, to go pursue marine technology. But a 25-year-old uh, you know, who's a sub-pilot or a, a platform operator, one of our techs, can be inspirational. And so we've really tried to, to get um, very intelligent, motivated, younger individuals Idiot. involved because we're doing things that are completely new. We're taking approaches that are used largely in the aerospace industry is related to safety and uh, some of the, the preponderance of checklists, uh, things we do for risk assessments and things like that that are more aviation related than um, ocean related. And we can train people to do that. We can train someone to pilot the sub. We use a game controller um, so anybody can drive the sub. Yeah, you're idiots. Um Listen, years ago, I used to do stupid stuff, jump out of airplanes and stuff. And uh, I I went bungee jumping the first time I ever went bungee jumping. And it's like, I, I'm getting the harness put on, right, to jump. And I hear this 17-year-old, 18-year-old go, oops, I did that buckle wrong. And I was like, I, I'm literally putting my hands my life in the hands of a kid with a summer job and i'm about to jump off of a 10-story bridge um what do you mean oops get out of the way let me do it <laughs> i literally was like get out of the way i'll do it um that's what that sounds like to me i mean again in the name of ooh, this is exciting and the inclusion bruh okay there's some things i don't want gen z doing 
you know? Give me the 60-year-old engineer, you know? Uh, give me Robert Ballard. He's been down there a couple of times. He found the damn thing. Um, play. <laughs> oh, I hope there, I mean, you know, miracles happen, right? I, I mean, I th- those kids were lost in a jungle for 40 days. On that plane crash, I don't know if you saw that deal last week. but Yeah, well, the one that makes this interesting is they're on a running clock. It's not oh, so yeah, much matter if you can find them. It's the oxygen's running out. It's like a, it's like an action movie, honestly. Yeah. Time is running out. Yeah, they got a day. I would never do it. Never, 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 never. I'm not, not getting into the little not thing. Not if I was a billionaire. If I'm a billionaire, I will literally pay someone else to go down there and film it from the first person perspective. If I'm a billionaire, I'm in my 17,000 square foot spatial estate. Yeah. 17,000 yeah. square foot spatial estate on the ocean yeah. looking out across the Atlantic. For, for that much money, I'd literally just have them bring the Titanic to surface so yeah, I could I mean, look at it. You can go to the exhibit, dude. They got yeah. one in Joplin, Missouri. Well, they just recently did like a full in-depth 3D scan of it. You can see every inch Everything. of it. Everything. From your computer. I've been to several Titanic exhibits, and it's like, okay, yeah, I can see the plates and the yeah. whatever, but the bed that Leonardo DiCaprio could have fit on. <laughs> he could have fit on that bitch, too. <laughs> um, all right. I've been delaying. I've been delaying this whole thing. So Elon Musk, I want to talk about all this stuff. Again, Elon Musk deems LGBT activist term cisgender and cis to be slurs on Twitter. Now, I talked about it in the first segment where I said, um, you know, the change in language and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, repeated targeted harassment against uh, any account will cause the harassing accounts to be removed. So that's, you know, and he's saying cisgender. All right, I'm good with that. That is now a slur. If you refer to me as being cis, that's basically the N-word. You're putting me back in bondage. Um, so that's, that's the deal. Elon, Elon uh, is catching a lot of flack for that deal. And um, it's funny to watch everybody kind of come out against that whole deal. Uh, but he laid down the law. Repeated targeted harassment against any account will cause the harassing accounts to receive a minimum temporary suspension. The word cis or cisgender are considered slurs on this platform. Is that right? No. But again, I don't, I don't believe in the prohibition of language. Uh, but um, he's calling it abusive term on Twitter. And, um, and um, a lot of people thanked musk for standing up for reality now granted i don't think the word cisgender should exist it's stupid um it is as judicial watches tom fitton said a tra- it's transgender extremism being totalitarian depends on the abuse of language and meaning um and uh, this certainly i would think in my opinion is a case of that but um yeah that's good cis is a slur man that's the deal don't call me cisgender uh, that means you're straight, right? Or you identify as the biology you were born with? Yeah, I mean, it essentially just means you're normal. <laughs> really. Like, that's... I don't that's, like that freaking word either. Yeah, like, that's what it means. I don't like this, but I do appreciate the mutually assured destruction. If nobody gets to say anything, then at least it's fair. Right. Did you see that uh, chart they came out with all the different genders that oh, are on yeah, there? Yeah, where you and can have a male... And it was all in pink and blue? Yeah, you can have, like, a male left foot. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like I feel I feel gay in my right foot. Yeah, yeah. And these people wonder why we make fun of them at this point. Like, yeah. come on. Did you notice all the colors on the diagram are pink and blue? Because there's only two. Light pink and ba- and light 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 blue as well. Not yeah. not a dark one. They're baby colors. Yeah, they did too, because there's male and female. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's what they did. They really that. it's I understand why those people have gone crazy because they really live a very contradictory life. Oh well, they can't, and and I feel sorry for them to a degree because there's no way you can keep up with all that crap. Yeah, it's you exhausting know? for us, let alone the people who have to believe it. Yeah, well, and then again, here you go, Jasmine, who previously underwent life-altering gender transition measures, still suffers lingering consequences. Uh, she considers the pursuit of gender transition to be a mistake, but adds that because I was a child, I also think that part of the onus is on the various professionals that treated me. At the age of only 15, she was referred by a transgender charity to the Gender Identity Development Service Clinic for Kids and Young People in London's Tavistock and Portman NHS Foundation Trust. Um, at age 17, GIDS patients were shifted to adult services where they could get gender reassignment surgery. Jasmine said during an appointment at the adult clinic, she was referred to be prescribed cross-sex hormones and added to a waiting list for breast removal. Um, she's got a documentary out, and um, the uh, it says um, Jasmine noted that sometimes she is envious of other women. Uh, I feel a little bit mutilated and like an experiment gone wrong walking through society sometimes. I feel like sometimes jealous of other people, women who are biologically female. I, listen, I was watching a, a clip this morning of a biological female who identified as a male and tried to live her life as a male, came back out of that and said, uh-uh, it's too hard to be a man. Like, there's too much hate that comes towards men. I don't want to be that. You know, and found herself resenting women because of the way women treat men. And I'm like, you got to understand, I mean, all the way to the way we smell things, the way we hear things, there's a biological difference. And people say, you're bigoted. No, where in the hell do you hear bigotry in that? It's a biological fact. Doesn't mean I don't like you. I won't hug your neck if I see you. I know a lot of people. I got people in my family who have these issues going on. You think I don't love them? Care about them? Stop. I'm just saying, this is more of this crap. This is language overreach in the, a situation like this. But my God, the tyranny of the medical world out there is insane. You know why? Because it's all about money. Money, money, money. Hey, you know what you need to do? As I said uh, in the earlier thing, you might need to be prepared because of the overreach is crazy. Learn to go out and regularly clean your guns. Do that dirty job. It is a responsible part of being a gun owner. Don't do it the messy old-fashioned way with some of those other instruments of torture. Your gun doesn't like it. You need Barrel Buddy. It's a better solution. So, Barrel Buddy compresses to fill the interior of your gun's barrel. It makes sure to clean the rifling grooves, and it comes in seven different sizes, so it'll match any caliber firearm you own. Barrel Buddy's composed of polymers that don't leave behind the residual particles, so it's safer, too. What a concept. It cleans by scrubbing and collecting particulates, then absorbs any remaining residue and buffs the interior surface clean. You can lubricate your firearm while you're cleaning it as well. So uh, cleaning your guns is an important part of being a gun owner. Barrel Buddy is a totally new concept and a better way to take care of your firearm. So get some today. Guarantee you're going to love them. Go over to BarrelBuddy.com. That's BarrelBuddy.com. We'll be right back. Let me show you guys some clips. In the next segment, I'm going to introduce you to a new friend of mine. Uh, I want you to find him and follow him. He's got some pretty insightful stuff. It's pretty funny as well. His name's Sky Corbin. And he's also going to be my guest on this week's Overtime. 
So uh, make sure you're subscribed to The Blaze. And when you go in and you click the Chad Prather Show, click the overtime links as well so you can watch those extended conversations. Uh, give you a little taste of it. Here's a, here's a clip of Sky. Play it. If we got it. Welcome to your weekly dose of news that should have been the news. This just in, Riley Gaines wins her NCAA championship after her opponent, Leah Thomas, gets disqualified for using performance-enhancing testicles. This has been the news that should have been the news. Sky's got some good insight. He's got some good stuff. He's got some silly stuff like that, too. But I'm gonna, I want you guys to get to know him so you can follow him. It's, it's, it's pretty fun commentary. I always appreciate those guys who just say, you know what, I'm going to step away from everything I'm doing and just use my voice and platform to, to help open some eyes and use his humor to do it. I like that. Play, uh, play clip number two, please, for me. Talk about overreach. Here we go. Was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market? If not, please Say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee? And I really want a straight answer, yes or no, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Um, regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping humanization before um, it's entered the market? No. Uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. And from that point of view, we had to do everything at risk. I think our Dr. Boudla, even though he's not here, would turn around and say to himself, uh, if not us, then who? Wait a minute. Didn't Rachel Maddow and all the rest of those talking heads come on there and say, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about the transmission of the virus, all this kind of stuff. They didn't test for that. They didn't test for any of that stuff. Um, hey, we've got to move at the speed of science. What, what, what does that, science? What does that mean? Weren't we told science is a process that's slow and meticulous? Yeah. And now they're just like, yeah, of course we knew it wasn't safe, but we were rushing. Yeah. What, we you had to move at, at the us? speed we of had, science. We had deadlines. What are you going to do? It's so, insane. Sometimes, Brandon, I hate being right all the damn time. Yeah. I mean, I said this 2020, dude. I mean, like, <laughs> I also came out and said, we don't know what we're dealing with. I made some videos. We don't know what we're dealing with. Be careful, y'all. But damn, when I started to see the, the, the smoke and mirrors, bro, um, <laughs> play clip number three. Hmm. Following up from um, some announcements earlier this year during the department's regular oversight of our execution of presidential drawdown authority for ukraine we discovered inconsistencies in equipment valuation for ukraine in a significant number of cases services used replacement costs rather than net book value thereby overestimating the value of the equipment drawn down from u.s stocks and provided to ukraine once we discovered this misvaluation the comptroller reissued guidance on march 31st clarifying how to value equipment in line with the financial management regulation and DOD policy to ensure we use the most accurate of accounting methods. We have confirmed that for FY23, the final calculation is $3.6 billion. And for FY22, it is $2.6 billion <laughs> for a combined total of $6.2 billion. These valuation errors in no way limit or restricted the size of any of our PDAs or impacted the provision of support to Ukraine. 
And while the DOD, while the DOD retains the authority to utilize the recaptured PDA, this has no bearing on appropriated USAI or Ukraine PDA replenishment funding approved <laughs> by Congress. All right. Uh, $6.2 billion. That's your money, by the way. They got them a racket going, dude. I'm telling you. It's amazing. It, Vladimir's I mean, getting hasn't, paid. Who hasn't misplaced $6 billion every now and then, you know? Yeah, uh, undervalued by $6.2 billion? And I love they call it an accounting error. Like, that's a yeah. lot of zeros to accidentally carry over. That's a lot of decimal points. Yeah. And I'm just saying, I need to, I wonder where I can find me one of them accounting errors. <laughs> uh, you won't yeah. see my white ass again. I'll be out doing submarine shit. Yeah, can we go see if, if the, the higher-ups have made any accounting errors in our paycheck? Golly, dude. I mean, I also like how they're like, hey, we found six billion more dollars, and we're just going to send that too. Yeah, you like, know what? We're going to use it, but it's no, not let's saying, just give listen, it to guys, we're, we we got a discount here on this war. <laughs> no, we're going to make sure they get that too. I mean, my lord, dude. Um, play clip number four. All mm. of these financial institutions, they buy politicians. You can take this big <laughs> ton of money. And then you can start to buy people. What? I work for uh, a company called BlackRock. BlackRock. Meet Serge Varley, a recruiter at BlackRock. Let me tell you, it's not through who's the president. It's who's controlling the, the wallet. So it's, it's the and who's that? The hedge funds, BlackRock, the banks. These guys are campaign financing. Yep, you can buy your candidates. Obviously, we have this system in place. First, there's the senators. And these guys are shit. You got 10 grand, you can buy a senator. I can give you 500k right now. No question to ask. Yeah. I didn't do it, so it's done. Does, like, everybody do that? Does Blackhawk do that? Yeah. It doesn't matter who wins. They're still they're, they're my popular Sometimes I wonder when O'Keefe finds these guys. Are they just big talkers at the bar or at the coffee shop who just want to sound like they got a big dick or something like that? I think so. I usually just assume every one of these guys is hammered talking to a really hot chick. Yeah. Well, listen, if you're a nerd, I've said this on the show before, if you're a wormy nerd out there and some hot chick is talking to you, trust me. <laughs> you work for one of these big companies, trust me. You're being set up by James O'Keefe. Okay? But, again, whether he's speaking... With exaggeration and hyperbole or not, we it's true. They they're buying people. Their MO is to buy these people. Um, and that's you know, it's what they're doing. Let's do one more clip before before we go and, and have a conversation with Sky. Play clip number ten. Kamala Harris, I love her so much. Mm. This is fundamentally about freedom. Oh, freedom. The right to make decisions about your own life and oh. your own body. And yeah, your own body. this is a foundational principle for our country. Wow. We were founded on the notion that government should, at some point, what? stay out of people's what? business. What? <laughs> yeah. To, to say it in an academic way. <laughs> academic <laughs> way. It's a legal matter. It's a legal term. Right? And when we think about this and connect this with so many other issues, um, I think we all have to stand up and say that, you know, we as a nation stand for the principle of freedom. She's talking about abortion in the context of that conversation. And she's saying women should just be left alone, do whatever they want to do. But she doesn't believe that when it comes to vaccines. She doesn't believe that when it comes to carbon emission vehicles. <laughs> she doesn't believe that when it comes to your gas stove. Uh, so they're, in fact, not leaving you alone. There for a minute, I thought she agreed with what I was saying in the first segment. That we just want to be left alone. But now... She's only talking about your uterus. 
only talking about your uterus. Um, so kiss my ass on that one. Um, real quick. Uh, now we got to go to a break. I got so many different things. Uh, I love telling you guys about a product that I buy and I use. It is a product that has now come out from Jace Medical. They're the ones that bring you the Jace case with the antibiotics. This is Jace Daily. It's a prescription supply service that allows you to get up to a 12-month backup supply of your prescription medication in case of an emergency. It'll cover a whole bunch of medications, things like you know, your cholesterol, diabetes, heart health, blood pressure, mental health, and a whole lot more. It's absolutely the ultimate must-buy in family preparedness. Uh, your order is reviewed by a certified healthcare professional, and it will be delivered right to your door. So uh, we had Sean Rowland on the show. He founded Jace Medical, and he told us, you know, being prepared medically is much more than just having access to the antibiotics, which the Jace case gives you. You know, you, you if all those medicines are produced overseas, and uh, you get a peace of mind that's gained by having this kind a long-term supply of your vital medications it can't be overstated so for your sake your family's sake you need to be prepared go to jacemedical.com enter code chad i spell it chad at checkout for a discount don't let china and india have all your uh, medications if something goes bad listen jace case will keep you prepared promo code chad j-a-s-e medical.com and we'll be right back <laughs> So his Instagram is at the truth dot sky Corbin, and it's an account you need to be following. Uh, I watch for it every day. It's fun. It's insightful. It's the kind of stuff that I like. Welcome to the program, Sky Corbin. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Um, I love your show. This is my first <laughs> real interview with a big wig. That's uh, you, big wig. Big wig. I got dressed up yeah. for you. I didn't even put pants on, dude. I'm just sitting over here in shorts and hanging out. And look at that. Look at those pasty I have white pants legs. On. I don't have shoes on. <laughs> So you, we're even, we're even in that out. Yeah, earlier this week I didn't have shoes on. I couldn't get one on. It was my foot was too swollen. Uh, no. You, I, I came across your stuff. God, I guess it's been a month, six weeks ago, and I was like, yeah. and I was like watching. I was like, okay, let me see where this guy's coming from because I like what he's saying. I like, I like what I hear, and you mix in the right amount of humor and stuff. How did, how did you, how did you start doing this? Well, I mean, what was the motivation for you? So really, honestly, I got sick of people saying they disagreed with stuff, yeah. but not describing why. Mm. And they would, you would see people say, I don't like this. And I'm like, well, why don't you like it? But you do agree with me. You don't like this. Yeah, I also don't like it. But no one ever said why they don't like it or described the reasonings of why it was stupid. Yeah. And so I said, I'll just start breaking down the arguments. <laughs> you do a good job of it. I, uh, I was looking through our little list here, and there was a clip I wanted to get to in the last segment. And uh, I want to try this, see if we can play this video real quick and, and get your take on it, because the world's gone insane. We know that. Guys, play clip number 14, please. The argument with books like this or books about black history or whatever the case is, is that you are meaning to indoctrinate young people. I guess in this case, you're, going, you're meaning to indoctrinate young people into being gay. Well, that's, that's the argument, but if that was true, I would be a very hungry caterpillar, and I'm not. Um, I just felt, you know, I wrote this book for myself when I was 13 or 14 years old. You know, I, I grew up with very poor sex and relationships education in the UK. I was taught how babies are made and how babies are born, and that would be great if I weren't transgender, but um, I didn't know anything about myself. I wasn't, I wasn't even aware I could be trans. 
And were there books readily available for a trans oh, youth no. comedy of your age? There was nothing, like nothing, nothing on television at all. And and I went into my young adult life when I got to college. I was so unprepared. So that's a guy. That's that's a dude. Yeah. You can usually tell by the shoulder structure there in the jawline. Uh, that's a dude. Or the fake voice. Or the fake voice. <laughs> um, when you see stuff like that, obviously it is written, directed towards kids. There's tons of that stuff out there. Um, do, do, I mean, what's your thought? I mean, do we, should we just let that stuff go, bury our head in the sand and just leave it alone? Or should we call this stuff out? My issue is their argument was when I was a kid, I could read about how babies were born. Yeah. Yeah, that's all species. <laughs> that has nothing to do with just the human species. Yeah. So if you're going to relate having babies being born, what other animals are trans? Yeah, you know, growing up around animals, the way I, horses and everything else, I used to go to the library. They give birth. They give so birth. it's good to learn about birth. I used to so, go to the library every week, and I would check out books about horses. I was fascinated with horses, and I would read all this stuff, and um, and I, I would, I didn't make me want to grow up and be a horse, you know? Um, right, but their argument is like, I got to see some of the straight books of like how babies are made, Yeah, but I didn't get to learn about trans, because... For one, trans means transition. If I go get a rhinoplasty, I'm not a different person. And it's not even a new nose. It's the same nose, just altered. Yeah. So you don't, you're not transitioning into anything when you do. And the argument doesn't make any sense anyway. I've always known I was this. But yet now that I'm old enough to transition, what are you transitioning into if you all, always knew you were that? <laughs> right. So what's the transition? Where, where is this? Because you had surgery? Yeah, people have surgery all the time. It doesn't make them a new person. Yeah, and like I'm going to, I went in in 2018. They took a foot of my colon out. That, that doesn't, didn't change the fundamental DNA of who I am. You transitioned. I transitioned. There is less of me now. Right. Um, you know, I could suddenly eat without pain. There was actually more of me now because I gained weight uh, having done that. But you're right. I mean, we look at this stuff, and if you truly break down, we're in this language battle, right? If you truly break yes. down what words they're actually trying to say, um, you know, again, this, 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 you, this, I said this earlier in the week on the show, uh, 20, 30 years from now, people are going to look back and they're going to say to us, and they're going to say, why didn't y'all do more? Why didn't you say more in 2023 to stop this shit from happening? You know, Cause they, because they hate they on me and you. you. for standing up for truth. Yeah. Um, and you can't say, well, it's not indoctrinating children. When you lead children down a path, there's no recovery from. Mm -hmm. If you're inject, I mean, everyone knows that hormone replacement therapy, even as adults, is a dangerous road to go down. Mm. And you're wanting to do that to children. Yeah. It's dangerous for men to get on testosterone. There's lots of side effects and lots of post-cycle therapies that you have to do. It's dangerous for women to take more estrogen. But yet we want to say it's not dangerous for children. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. This is something a road you can't go down and say that it's not criminal because it is criminal. It, just because it's not a legal crime doesn't mean it's not criminal. Yeah. Like you can say what Hitler and everything did at the time was legal, but it was still criminal. And what, what's going on now to children is criminal. I don't care what anyone says.
Yeah, it's criminal, dude. And uh, we will look back one day and we will look at this as crimes against humanity. Uh, but the, the COVID stuff, as well as the transitioning stuff, the, the targeting towards children. I mean, I'm, I'm 50 years old. I, I'm 50 years old. I've done a lot of changing in my life. I've probably been through four midlife crisis. Um, and and what happens when you, what happens when you cut your balls off and you go through a midlife crisis? I'm like, well, um, yeah. I mean, you can't. Fluctuating you can't. hormones. <laughs> I saw that video of, of he's like, James smiles a lot. And he's the long haired trans. He goes by yeah. non-binary, which yeah. doesn't really make any sense anyway. But he said that. He broke down crying in a video because Trump put him in an ad. And I'm like, this is what happened, like bawling. And I'm like, this is what happens when you fluctuate your hormones so much. Yeah. You, there's no grasp of reality. Everything's emotional. Yeah. We're going to run to a break and close out. You're going to join me for overtime this week. We're going to spend some time having a long conversation because I want to I want to get to know more about you, your background, and, and get some more insight from you. Uh, you saying Perfect. that reminds me of that uh, Longest Yard movie, you know, the remake when they did the Adam Sandler version and they mm-hmm. put they, they exchanged the guards hormones with estrogen and he couldn't <laughs> stop crying. Right. <laughs> so hang tight, Sky. You guys need to be following him at the truth dot Sky Corbin. That's C-O-R-B-A-N, C-O-R-B-A-N, Sky Corbin. Uh, follow him. You're going to love it. You're going to fall in love with this dude like I did. And uh, just check it out. These are the type of accounts you need to not only follow, you need to share and you need to be helping them grow because these are voices that actually make sense. They speak to me and I think they'll speak to you too. So if you're listening to me, you want to listen to Sky. Uh, we're going to take a break and then we're going to record some stuff for overtime you don't want to miss. Uh, hey guys, I uh, last, last night was the premiere of Normal World with uh, my buddies, comedians, Dave Landau and Quarter Black Garrett. Normal World is, uh, it's on YouTube for now, but you need to, you need to join the blaze and because uh, they're going to be putting more and more content uh, there as well that you can't get anywhere else. But they're on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern. And uh, they're trying to reinvent late night comedy. They're doing a lot of topical sketches and comedic conversations on the latest political and social news and even musical guests. They're going to have some great comedian guests in as well. So uh, Blaze TV, they're making a big push back towards comedy and trying to you know rescue comedy from the humorless left. And uh, so join them and you can uh, head over to YouTube.com slash normal world. Hit the notification bell so that you don't miss out on the fun. Check them out. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Uh, subscribe to Blaze TV. Do it because you believe in a parallel economy, because you believe in independent broadcasting, because you believe in voices like mine, people out there who aren't being censored. Uh, we need your support. I know there's people who say, well, oh my God, I went over there and there's a subscription deal. That's what makes the world go round. Let's just be honest. We need your support. And I need you also, when you subscribe, to use promo code CHAD. Now, that's going to help you save on your annual subscription you can go to blaze tv.com slash chad takes you right to my landing page and use promo code chad um there's tons of stuff going on uh on the blaze things that are coming up and i'm excited about it so be a supporter thank you and also i would encourage you on my youtube channel uh they're right there chad prather if you just search it on youtube hit the subscription button and then hit the bell so you get the notifications and then we're on monday through thursday night at six central so you just set your alarm to watch it and get a be a part of the live chat shout out to the fact pack and uh we love you guys and you know thanks to uh 
Kevin Wade, my buddy K-Dub, we had lunch last week. Great to catch up with him. A good old fact pack member. He uh, He's the one whose Facebook post inspired me with that quote uh, that we started the show off with. I'm going to be in Beaumont, Texas. That's where I'm going to be with Zach Rushing Saturday night. Uh, show kicks off, I think, around 7 o'clock at the Jefferson Theater. Go to chadpratherlive.com, get tickets, come hang out with us. Then I've got Tomball, Texas coming up. I have um, Fredericksburg, Texas, and then a bunch of other places that we're going to be hanging out. So do not miss the live show. And I would not be remiss if I did not remind you to go over to 76 Forever. Go to 76 Forever. That's the number 76forever.com and uh, do a little shopping over there you can use promo code chad there and i think save 15 percent. but uh, we got some cool stuff over there and a huge giveaway so do not miss out on that we'll see you tomorrow night we love you god bless you bye